Alright, let's get into episode 8 of the Little Aussie Podcast presented by OK Listen Here Media Company. And I'm looking at my notes for this podcast and jeez, this might, this might be the longest one I have yet. Or maybe it's just a lot of words. But uh, kind of sticking with the same theme here, as you know, I'll be talking about things that I actually care about. If I don't care about it, I'm not going to talk about it. Um, we got some NFL, we got some college football, and and a little bit of high school football. We actually got a little bit of high school football to, to cap off this, this episode. So, without further ado, y'all know how I'm starting this episode with talking about Baker Mayfield and what the heck he is doing in Carolina right now. So, I kind of talked about this, I believe I talked about this in last week's podcast, but the more that I've talked about it, you know, amongst people, you know, the more I feel like I need to bring it up. Um, but Baker and last last week after watching that mini documentary, I just I don't feel like I see him in Carolina very long. I feel like he needs a coach that's actually somewhat relatively competent. I saw something today that said all head coaches that were hired, you know, two thousand prior to two thousand and seventeen, and are still with their team. Each and every single one of them has made playoffs since. Matt Rule is the only one on the list of coaches hired before 2017 that have not made playoffs. So I think that kind of goes to show a lot of what the heck Tepper is doing over there in Carolina. He's kind of, in my opinion, I you know, it, he's kind of ruining the organization. I don't like the direction he's heading. It doesn't. You know, that 2015 season, I think, really brought the city together, brought the fan base together. And, you know, Tepper came in, and it just – it's never been the same since. It's never been the same since. But Baker Mayfield, I do not think that he's going to be with the Panthers longer than this season. I think he'll he'll prove himself this season and then go to a team that, you know, could actually use a good quarterback. Someone maybe like Seattle could probably use him. Um, I would not mind seeing him in Seattle. I think that's a good fit for him. Uh, I, you know, of course, being from Carolina, I want him in Carolina, but I just don't, I just don't see Matt Rule being able to keep him around for very long. But against the Bills this past weekend, Baker did ball out, finishing eight for fifteen through the air with eighty-nine yards and two touchdowns. My biggest takeaway from this game is that he looked very calm and composed in the pocket and under pressure. He was able to make some plays that, you know, were difficult to make. And it just, it just looked, he looked very comfortable. He was like, you know what? I got this. Let's go. So the Panthers ended up winning against the Bills. And of course, it is still just preseason, but the Panthers didn't end up winning 21 to nothing. So kind of going into the season, that, that's a good win. Um, you know, Bills are a quality team right now. So great win heading into the season. I think the Panthers have a lot to build on this year and could possibly be a wild card team. And, I think I think that's their ceiling. I think their ceiling is is being a wild card team. I think that division is way too freaking competitive right now. Of course, with Tom Brady being back down in Tampa, I think they'll take it. I think the Saints will take second. But then between the Falcons and the Panthers, you know, it's a battle for third and fourth. And I think the way that the Panthers go in is if they have a really good season and finish third in the division, and you know, or just one of the they're in one of those divisions. I have three teams in the playoffs. So, their floor, last in the division, that's obvious. I think the Carolina Panthers have always struggled to get past Atlanta at home or whenever they are in Atlanta. 
And so I think that could be kind of a major setback. But again, you never know. You never know. Baker does have a chip on his shoulder this year. So maybe we'll see something completely different out of the Panthers this year. Moving on and looking forward at the Panthers versus the Browns, I think this might be, other than the 2015 Super Bowl, this might be the greatest Panthers football game of all time. So you're going to have to excuse my French here. I'm just quoting Baker Mayfield. But when asked about week one and playing against the Browns, he said, and I quote, I'm going to fuck them up. That is Baker's words. And so, of course, the coach and Miles Garrett, who of the Browns, had a little something to say. The coach didn't say too much. He, you know, he was kind of like, you know, it's Baker. He's He's got that kind of fire in him. So it's, it's kind of expected. But Miles Garrett, word for word, this is a quote from him. I said, we'll take it and we'll use it, and I'm hoping for a great matchup. I don't think any less of him because he's going out there and doing the same thing he did when he was with us. He's the same guy personally, and maybe we'll see a different Baker when we get on the field. Who knows? We've known he has that type of demeanor and that attitude, and for better or for worse, it works for him, and I'm not mad at him for using that fire and that chip on his shoulder to help him play to the level he has. He's been successful in what he's done. So, I think it's going to be very fun. I think Miles Garrett is going to come balls ablazing towards Baker Mayfield week one, which is scary to think about because Miles Garrett is a big dude. He's a big, powerful dude. So hopefully he doesn't get the Baker too too good. Hopefully that O-line can, can stand up to Miles Garrett and keep Baker safe. So praying for that one. Moving on, of course, everyone knows I'm in – Following Sam Howell, he had a very impressive game against the Ravens, finished 24 for 35 and passing 280 yards and one touchdown. And he also had an additional 62 rushing yards. Once again, the offensive line was no help as he was sacked five different times. But if you watch the game, you will see that how he kind of has, it could have been easily seven, eight, nine, nine total sacks throughout the game. But somehow, how has managed to get out of a few sacks. I mean, the, the the line would quit playing and and the defense would eventually swallow him up, but he, he broke a few tackles and I think that I think he's got the potential to be one of the greatest sack avoiding quarterbacks that we might have ever seen. This season out of how this is probably the most we'll see of him this season. He's likely not to see the field that much this year since he is third string behind Carson Wentz and Taylor Heineke. But if you are a dynasty fantasy football owner and you have like a third round draft pick in your rookie draft, maybe maybe a player to keep your eye on. Maybe maybe an investment for the long term. Um, I know the, I know the NFL kind of predicted him to be an average starter at some point, but I again I don't I I I seen that he could possibly be great. He's sitting behind a quarterback that at one point was was MVP caliber and. Taylor Heineke, who he's never been in the spotlight, you know, too terribly much. Of course, he's been in the spotlight for backup, one of the best backups to do it. So I think he's in good company. I think he's got a lot to learn. And I think it's good that he's not starting right away. He's kind of getting his toes wet in the NFL. And I think he's got good guys to learn behind. So I see him being a solid player in the future. And I guess we'll just kind of have to see how his career unfolds. So Taylor Heineke made a, he made a pretty decent, he, it was a, wasn't really interesting, wasn't, I mean, it, it, it just kind of put things in perspective. You know, it, it came out that Wentz and Heineke were in a, a little bit of a position battle for quarterback, and, and Taylor basically said, you know, they're paying Wentz 
thirty million dollars. They're paying me two million, two million dollars. You know, they're going to have the guy that's making thirty million dollars play the game. You know, because that's what they're play, That's what they're paying him for. So again, Heineke and Hal are definitely going to be sitting in, in, on the back burner for the time being, unless Wentz goes down. Um, but again, just kind of got to keep an eye on it because Hal's young. And I think he's got a lot of upside. So, dynasty owners, keep an eye on him. Maybe a good player to draft. Maybe someone to pick up in free agency this year. So, moving on, we have my Chicago Bears and Justin Field. Oh, my God. This this last game against the Browns looked phenomenal. It gave me some hope. I know it was preseason. Let me back up. The first half gave me hope. The second half, whenever all the backups were in, not so much. But Justin Fields finished the game 14 for 16, 156 yards, and three touchdowns, and he was not sacked once. So very impressive from the quarterback, very impressive from the O-line, though it is just preseason. but still super exciting to see the Bears, you know, have a good game. Bears did pull away from this game in the second half, though, because Cleveland could not manage to make their extra points or their two points conversions, but they definitely won the first half which is what mattered because that's when the starters were in. I know it's just the preseason, but is it too bold to say that Chicago could win the division? I will always say I think it's always going to be a toss-up between Chicago and Minnesota, and of course Green Bay is, is going to be the, you know, if you're going to put $100 on anybody, you're going to want to put it on Green Bay to win the division. So, But I do think with Uberfluss in in the mix and, and Justin Fields being at the, at, at the player that he is right now, I do think we have a better chance at winning the division than we have since they last won it with Mitch Trubisky and Matt Nagy in that first season. So the Bears, they'll kick off the season playing the San Francisco 49ers. So to all my, you know, I know I got some guys out there who like the 49ers and the Dolphins. The Bears play both of them this year, and I hope that the Bears come out there and just completely obliterate both teams. Sorry to the the Bojangles rep that likes the Dolphins, but I hope it happens. So, a little quick, little 10-minute session about the NFL. Going to take a little break, do a little transition-y little sound bit, and we are going to get on some college football. 